0: So, Jessica, is it fair to say that you're a fan of bread?
1: Ah, yeah, it's grand.
0: Now, would you say that you'd be a fan of the crusts on uh, a loaf of bread? So, they're the slices of bread that go at the front and at the back of the loaf of bread. can also be known as a heel?
1: The ones where it's completely brown on one side.
0: Yeah, and then bready on the other side.
1: You know what? I never like them for a sandwich, but if I'm having a bowl of soup... Then I'll be like, nobody's going to eat the heels, so I'll just use that then.
0: That's a very good point. Well, a confused crustomer has opened a loaf of bread in the UK, only to find that the bag was full of crust parts.
1: How does that happen?
0: Well, thank you for asking. Tamina Ganji from Nottinghamshire, so from my part of the woods, was hoping to make sandwiches for her children's lunch for school when she made the unlikely discovery. It's not funny first thing in the morning when you have half an hour to get the kids ready for school and there's no time to get another loaf. Kingsmill, the makers of the bread, said they're investigating how it happened and has since posted Mrs. Ganji another loaf.
1: Ah, wasn't that very good of them now.
0: It is, but it also poses the question of how it did actually happen because you'd think when the loaf of bread is made, it's just made, sliced and then put in the bag. How did all the crusts just get into one bag?
1: I'd say they have a messer in there. Just somewhere in the company he was trying to get fired and then he was like, You know what'll really annoy them?
0: Kings Mill, the makers of the bread have put a statement out saying that all the bakeries are enclosed so there'd be no messes in there and it wouldn't allow for a loaf consisting solely of crusts to pass through their strict quality control processing.
1: But what happened? So it clearly did pass through the High quality control processing.
0: This is a great viral story.
1: Yeah, why does all this stuff happen where you're from?
0: This is What Would You Do If? The podcast answer all of your What Would You Do If? questions.
1: This is the stuff of nightmares, this episode.
0: The stuff of nightmares. (laughs) That's a bold statement. I
1: just can't imagine surviving in a world where chocolate is illegal. Can you imagine it? What would you do if chocolate was illegal? Come on, Callum. Come if on, imagine it. If chocolate was illegal. Do you know what? I
0: think I'd be okay.
1: What do you mean though? Come on. Like, I don't... So, I don't eat a lot of chocolate, you're going to say. I
0: don't rely on chocolate. Like, I just find something to replace it. Like, if chocolate is there, I'll eat it. And I'll be like, oh, I could really murder a bar of chocolate right now. But I think if it wasn't there, I'd probably just replace the chocolate snack with maybe crisps. Or something like that. Like, just another junk food.
1: You cannot replace sweet with savoury, though.
0: And Now, I understand that. But surely there'd be some workarounds to make chocolate a thing without it being a thing. There'd be, like, a black market. I'm not saying that I'd delve into the black market.
1: Oh, no, I would. I'd go fully in there. I'd commit. I'd be like, you know what? Chocolate has been there for me all my life. You know, it's never let me down. It's always been available. It's always helped pick up my mood when I was really feeling sad. Oh. I would just, I would go for it. I would just be like, you know what, chocolate, if you're illegal now, then so am I. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you become a proper, over, like a chocolate overlord.
1: Oh yeah, I'd probably try and start my own black market, only I wouldn't have enough product to sell on to other people because I'd be eating it all. Do you know people
0: who work in Cadbury here in Ireland?
1: I have a relative who actually worked for Cadbury's and I think they have like stock or whatever now. So they have access to this really secret shop and you're able to buy the chocolate for really cheaply. So instead of being like a euro for a bar, it could be like 50 cents for a six pack. Oh, I know. It's
0: crazy. I think I've I've not met this person, but you've given me some of their products that they've got and it's like, Bars that they would sell over here in one name, but then sell abroad in another name.
1: Yeah, a lot of the stuff is like Arabic exports and stuff. So it's all like, you can't understand the ingredients, but you know that's going to be good chocolate. So you just go with it, you know?
0: And it tastes the same as the Irish equivalent.
1: Yeah, because it's the same, just different wrappers. It's incredible.
0: So you'd use this relative's knowledge. Would you enlist them? Would they become like the head honcho and then you would be the hard worker behind it but they'd be the face of it no
1: because cabries would be shut down so they wouldn't have access anymore yeah but your relative
0: would know a bit of the secrets
1: yeah they might have contacts they could get me to go a bit higher up and you know what actually I'm changing my idea completely I wouldn't work <laughs> with the black market I'd run for president and I'd make it legal
0: so you'd reverse the whole decision
1: yeah or I'd at least go after my TDs and, like, you know, what's TD in England? The minister yeah. yeah. So I'd at least go after them and I'd start being like, look, give us our chocolate back. I'd, like, start a revolution, you know. I'd be, like, Katniss out of the Hunger Games. <laughs> I would just start everything. I would start a movement, like, and I would just lead people through the streets. And I'd be like, they cannot ban the chocolate.
0: So... You'd be, like, the leader of the people who want to legalise, like, marijuana and stuff.
1: Yeah, but with chocolate, because everybody can benefit from chocolate. Did you know that dark chocolate is actually good for you?
0: Yes, in portions. So if you have a whole load of dark chocolate, then that's not good for you.
1: Who said that now? Come on.
0: You've got to moderate what you eat, haven't you?
1: Yeah, but if you want to live off dark chocolate like it's grand, just go with it, you know? <laughs>
0: That would be a great name for sort of the party, the dark chocolates.
1: What do you mean, the party?
0: As in like the the organisation trying to get chocolate back.
1: The political party? Yeah. I feel like somebody could just make it racist somehow.
0: Well, everyone can do that with some sort of political party, left, right and centre.
1: Really, make Fine racist.
0: Moving on. Uh, <laughs> so you're changing what you would do. You're not going to be the criminal underworld leader. You're going to be the face of the campaign.
1: Look, who says I can't do both, Callum, you know?
0: Double-sided.
1: Yeah, I can be running the stuff underground while I try and get illegalised on top. And then I can just be living these two lives like Hannah Montana, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hannah Montana of the chocolate world. (laughs)
1: Look, I'm not saying that there's any politicians who may have been involved in shady stuff or maybe on top while also indulging in the bottom stuff. <laughs> <Is> that weird? <laughs>
0: Sounds a little bit weird, but go on. <laughs>
1: But I don't think that this type of thing would be new to Ireland, where you're trying to get somewhere with your own motivations, you know?
0: Okay, I think we best leave that there just before we get into any trouble with any of the political parties.
1: Yeah, everyone knows who I'm talking about, Callum, it's fine, it's fine. Yes,
0: you don't need to go into any more information, but what is the one chocolate you would not be able to live without if it was made illegal?
1: Oh, my God. I think it would be... See, the thing is, I go through phases.
0: (laughs) So, what's the phase at the minute?
1: Today, I really wanted chocolate buttons. Oh. I couldn't find them anywhere. Like, you know, the share bags? Yes. I couldn't find them absolutely anywhere. I tried so many shops.
0: Do you know what? There is a spa, the big glass one on the bottom of Dame Street, and I went in there once for giant buttons because you said you wanted giant buttons. One of those big share bags. four euro. fifty. Ah uh,
1: come on now, you can't give out too much about that though because it's spare.
0: Yeah, but four euro fifty.
1: Mm, that's a rip off isn't it?
0: Do you know what one thing that I wouldn't be able to live without? If like you know how I said earlier on that I could probably get away with not having any chocolate for the rest of my life?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Easter egg chocolate.
1: Ooh, yes.
0: Because this is the time of year. And this probably happens just after Christmas now when the Easter eggs hit the shops. And about two or three months beforehand, they, they're they like dirt cheap where it's like five for five euro or something. And I don't know what it is about Easter egg chocolate because it's practically the same chocolate, isn't it?
1: It's always got that little something, though. It's the thing that makes you go, I can't stop eating it.
0: Is it just because it's shaped like an egg, though? Is it all in our minds that there's something about the egg that just wants us to go give me more egg, give me more egg. Oh no, the egg is gone. I need more egg.
1: Well, for me, it's the thing of you can't dip other chocolate in tea the way that you can an Easter egg. Like I know that this wouldn't really affect you, but I like dipping the egg in, right? But I have like a significant portion of the chocolate and then I dip it into the tea. But then I would balance the tea in the chocolate like it's a cup. Yes. And then I drink the tea out of the chocolate and then it's so melty that it's really nice in my mouth.
0: But what happens if the chocolate breaks off and then it falls into the tea?
1: Well, then I've just created a new drink for myself, haven't I? A little concoction.
0: No, that's very good.
1: Well, Callum, you know what? I know you so well. Yeah. Because I was in the shops today and I was going to try and find this chocolate to eat during the podcast because it's a chocolate team podcast. Yes. And when I couldn't find Buttons... I started walking around Tesco on Dame Street, and guess what I found? What? It's an Easter
0: egg! Like, we have a lot of Easter eggs at home still, but this Easter egg, oh my word. It's just, it's your standard, is this a medium-sized egg?
1: No, it's just small. It's one of the ones where it's a small egg, and then one full-sized chocolate thing.
0: Okay, so these would normally be about two euro. Mm -hmm. So it's got a sticker on. And it's twenty eight cent. Now, what's the date on it? So the date on it is the sixteenth of the sixth, twenty nineteen, which is a couple of weeks.
1: Oh, uh, I was gonna say that we could buy loads of these and then stack them up and just hold on to them for our year supply of chocolate.
0: Yeah, but then have you ever left chocolate a little while and it goes a little? It doesn't go mouldy, but it goes it goes white.
1: Are you saying that I just bought you mouldy chocolate? Well, I'm
0: gonna open it and find out, shall we? Okay, live opening of an easter egg okay we should have
1: done this on youtube people will pay good money to see that
0: so i've got the egg here the gold paint has sort of chipped away a little bit on the egg so it's it's not gold anymore it's silver there's a few sort of holes in the egg like there's a there's a scratch there as well but here we go okay i'm just gonna open the egg now oh oh the egg it's perfect that's all we wanted for 28 cents. Was it 28 cents? 28 cents.
1: And there's also a bag of Maltesers in there.
0: Now, it's not a full-size bag. It's the treat-size bag.
1: No, oh, that's a full-sized standard bag, Callum. What you're thinking of is an abnormal-sized bag if it's a share bag.
0: Okay, let's do the taste test of the egg. Now, do you know what? This is my... Ooh! Well, I just cracked the egg everywhere. It's because I've struggled so much in previous weeks trying to open the eggs that I've been sitting there for ages and I've even had to ask you to open the egg. But This one just melted in my hand. There you go. There's a bit of egg for you there. I'm going to have this bit of egg here.
1: Why did we not do this episode sooner?
0: I don't know. Maybe we we just need chocolate chat in every week's episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's brainstorm this after we've recorded.
1: How about I go back to that Tesco, buy all of the Easter eggs that they have, and then we can just leave them in the studio and eat them every week.
0: Now, it's very warm in here. I feel like if we left them in here for even half an hour, it'd melt. And there'd just be a chocolate pudding next time we come in here next week.
1: I can't talk properly with all the chocolate sticking my mouth together. It's awful.
0: Yeah, this isn't a good idea because... When you eat chocolate, it has sort of little... I don't know what it does to you, but it it makes your mouth go a little bubbly. And it's just a bit weird, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I remember seeing online that radio presenters should not eat chocolate before a show because it just makes your vocal cords go all icky. Same with singers. So here's the thing, right? Chocolate isn't really illegal, so I can't answer this with what should you do if chocolate was legal? Imagine if
0: the government made it illegal in the time that we record the episode to the time we post the episode.
1: And then we could re-record this part and be like, this is what we should do to lead the movement.
0: We would be pioneers.
1: Oh my God, yes. That's the dream.
0: (laughs) So, okay, what are you going to do in this bit of the podcast if chocolate isn't illegal?
1: So do you want to hear about some chocolate that's banned around the world?
0: Oh, go on.
1: So I think everybody knows about Kinder Surprises. Now, I never
0: really know if this is true or not, because you hear the funny thing in America that you can't buy a kinder egg in the shop, but you can buy a gun. Is that true?
1: Yeah, so you know the FDA? It's like the food people. Yes. Yeah, so they basically said, we don't like that there's a non-food object inside the food.
0: So it's the the little plastic egg inside the egg that they've got an issue with.
1: Yeah, it's the toy part. So they've banned all non-food objects from being inside food. And that makes me kind of go, how many other foods was there? Yeah, things
0: in things that's not food.
1: Yeah, so it's a little bit weird. So that's banned in America, but it's also banned in Chile. Yeah, so this is actually quite surprising. So you know the way that there's all these strict laws coming in place in all different places about advertising for children with food and toys and stuff
0: yeah there's always a lot of call for like fast food adverts not to be sponsoring children's movies and stuff like that to encourage healthy eating
1: yeah so in chile they actually banned kinder surprises because they said that the toy is like an advertising hook so it's targeting children to buy the product and that's not allowed for people under 14 years of age. Yeah, I'd totally buy Kinder Surprises if there was like Pokemon toys or something inside it, wouldn't you?
0: There's their next marketing strategy.
1: You're welcome, Kinder Surprise. Please send me one with a Pikachu. (laughs) So here's one that I find kind of mad. M&M's are banned in Sweden.
0: As in all of the M&M's?
1: I think so, yeah. It just says M&M's.
0: And why are they banned in Sweden?
1: There's a company called Mondelez Marabou.
0: Ah, Mondelez rings the bell. I think they own the cabri company.
1: Yeah, I think they do. So Mondelez Marabou is MM on the initials. And they sell chocolate topped peanuts, which is like the chocolatey peanut M&Ms. Yeah. So they basically said, look, so they basically said that they were too similar to their chocolate. So M&M's aren't allowed.
0: So this is more of a trademark issue rather than a government ban thing. So if the M&M's rename themselves to P&P's, they'd be okay?
1: Probably, yeah. So that's kind of similar to America where they've actually banned British imports of chocolate. Really? Yeah, so you know like Cadbury's and like with flakes and twirls, dairy milk, all that kind yeah. of stuff. It's not allowed if it was made in the UK. Okay. And that's because Hershey's took legal action against Cadbury's and all these British imports because they're like, look, first of all, the chocolate was made in Britain, so it wasn't supposed to be sold over here in the first place. Yeah. And also, it's really similar to what we're selling. So it was just banned.
0: I find it mad in America they have a chocolate called the Milky Way. But it's not like the Milky Way that you would have here. Their version of the Milky Way is like the Mars bar.
1: Yeah, their chocolate is disgusting, in my opinion.
0: It's, I don't know what, the, it's sweet, but it doesn't taste like chocolate.
1: Yeah, no, it's a completely different thing. You shouldn't even be able to call it chocolate-like.
0: Although I do love peanut butter M&M's.
1: They are good.
0: If anyone's ever going to America, if you listen to this podcast, please Send us some peanut butter M&M's.
1: I was really concerned there for a moment that you were going to say, send me some peanut butter M&M's. I was like, sorry, let me be in on this. Yeah, send us one team. Okay, well, that's nice. I know this isn't chocolate, right? Chewing gum is banned in one country. Guess where and why?
0: Chewing gum. Mm -hmm. Now, I feel like the reason of this is because of litter. Like, people would be spitting it on the floor.
1: Well done. What country is really clean? China. Singapore. Oh, close. Yeah, if you knew other Asian countries, maybe you would have gotten it. (laughs) Maybe.
0: So it's because they just want to keep the streets clean.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: It is disappointing to see sometimes on the pavements just so much gum. Actually, on my first ever day of university, this was back in 2011, I remember this just because it ruined my day, that I sat down in the lecture theatre where I put my foot there was some chewed chewing gum and I rested my foot there and then as soon as I came out of the lecture theatre, all up the back of my leg on my jeans was chewing gum.
1: That is actually disgusting.
0: What well, happened to you as well on the flight?
1: Yeah, on my seatbelt there was chewing gum and I didn't realise until I was standing up at the end of the flight. It was disgusting and we were with Ryanair so they were like, if you want to get it dry cleaned, then we'll pay for it. But like, it was a 15-year-old hoodie from H&M.
0: Your mum cleaned it, though. She did a good job.
1: She did. She knew what she was doing.
0: Shout out to your mum.
1: Mm-hmm. She's allowed to listen to this one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Not after last times.
1: Is there a chance of chocolate being banned?
0: I don't think there is.
1: Yeah, like we're obesity and stuff, people are always like, oh, they're putting up the price of everything so people won't buy it, but... I don't think they're going to ban it.
0: Yeah, there's the sugar tax. They've sort of put that into the soft drinks and stuff like that, haven't they? So if you want a can of actual Coke now, it's like 20p more than uh, Coke Zero or Diet Coke or anything like that.
1: Would there be more sugar in chocolate or would it be drinks, would you say?
0: I think drinks. I have a sugary drink here with me. And this this bottle contains five servings and per serving, there's 33 grams of sugar which is 37% of your daily allowance.
1: And we're after drinking that bottle. Yep. (laughs) We're so healthy on this episode. We've
0: had had chocolate, we've had sugary drinks, we've probably had our daily intake of sugar in the space of half an hour.
1: Oh my God.
0: You don't want to think about that, do you?
1: No, but there's no sugar where we're going now, to the wing place. But is there? Uh, don't ruin wings, me.
0: In barbecue sauce, obviously that's sweet. Would they put sugar in that?
1: Callum, don't ruin it.
0: Before we go for food, I'm bringing back would you rather after a couple of weeks break it's where i pose a question and you can vote on twitter at what would you pod and we will go through the results in next week's episode
1: and we never do
0: but we will one day Mm. so today's would you rather question it's all about chocolates would you rather never have dairy milk ever again or would you rather never have galaxy chocolate ever again
1: Uh, look now as much as i love galaxy Dairy milk is the true love.
0: It's the yeah. ultimate chocolate, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's just, you can't be a bit of dairy milk, can you?
0: And dairy milk goes into so many other things like the buttons. Mm-hmm. That's dairy milk chocolate.
1: Twirls. Flakes. Oh, I miss snowflakes. Do you remember them? The white chocolate
0: ones. Oh, they were
1: incredible. Cabaret,
0: we bring them back.
1: Can we start a petition now? Yes. That was just, it was just heartbreaking. It's like, I get the deal with whispers and why people wanted them back. But if you really wanted to try and fight for a bar of chocolate to come back, it should have been the snowflake.
0: And if we're campaigning for white chocolate, chocolate to come back, the Canberra's dream. Do you remember that? That was just solid white chocolate. (laughs)
1: No, I think that was before my time.
0: I remember when they used to be in the Miniature Heroes and they were the best character because they were just like, it's like Milky Bob but a little bit better. There you go, that poll is on Twitter right now and you have 7 days from when it goes live to vote and then we will go through the results next week.
1: And if it's not online, then please remind us because sometimes I forget to post the polls. I
0: will set a reminder on my phone. Right, I'm off to eat more chocolate and maybe some chicken wings, but not at the same time. Bye. If you like this episode of What Would You Do If? you can subscribe on your favourite podcasting app with new episodes every Monday. Thanks for listening to What Would You Do If?